and I'm doing really well, actually. A lot of first place, top three um, podium finishes for Mr. Thrasher here. Okay, look at you. Um, Shredding it up. You know, just um, you know, crushing those dirt waves out there, man. Just gnarly. Um, just, uh, just dicking it hard. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't expecting that. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Arcade Cozy. Uh, Because life is hectic, why should your hobbies be too? My name is Chris. My name is Corey. And this is episode 18, Corey. Um, we're a we're back at it. Adult. Yeah, we're back at it again. It's a uh, let me let me ask you a question really quickly before we okay. get too far removed from this. How how do you feel about our how do you feel about our tagline, Corey? Do you like the life is hectic or does that feel a little too clunky? Should we go back to the coziest game room on the internet? What do you think? Oh gosh, um, I mean, <laughs> you'll probably laugh, but I'm like, I'm I'm wanting almost a hybrid of the two. Do you want to just mesh it all into one big thing? Who cares how long it is? You know? Life is a game room. We're gonna write um, it all night the, long. The coziest game room on the internet, um, where we where your hobbies don't have to be hectic. Or something along those lines. <laughs> and your games shouldn't either. Shouldn't either. Something yeah. like that. Yeah. Yeah. Who, who, yeah. who cares Tag, how long? Taglines are, if, if marketing has taught us anything for centuries, taglines only get better the longer they get. Exactly. So yeah. my yeah. thing is, you know, by episode 118, we're going to have a quick little, you know, three minute just rolls off the tongue. A uh, bunch of inside jokes, and it'll end with uh, "Why should your hobbies have to be?" I like it. Yeah, it's a. I think we're on a good path. Um, but yeah, Corey, how um, we haven't we haven't recorded, we haven't had an episode since Thanksgiving. How was your Thanksgiving, mm. sir? It was it was good. We went to my wife's family's uh, house. Uh, we went to her parents' house uh, down at the beach, which was a lot of fun. Uh, her whole family was there and it was a roaring good time. And it's wonderful. Uh, yeah. So, uh, a lot of fun. Um, lots and lots of great food. My father-in-law is an incredible, incredible chef. Um, and makes delicious food. I got his jambalaya recipe while I was down Ooh, there and made it. A good jambalaya. It, bangs yeah. but yeah. um definitely not as good as his but my first attempt was <laughs> a good one i will i like pat myself on the back yeah yeah, yeah but yeah. so that was my thanksgiving how was yours dude it was good it um we it was relatively low-key i mean with uh we kind of missed a lot of thanksgiving stuff last year with covid mm-hmm. um so this year we kind of made up for it a little bit um you know, my, uh, I had the, we had the good fortune, my brother-in-law who has been, uh, notably anti-vax for a very long time, contracted COVID about a month before Thanksgiving. Um, so was over that and was sufficiently antibodied, um, coming into Thanksgiving. So I appreciate the courtesy for everybody else that he, uh, 
took care of that for us. Um, There was, but it was, it was, it was nice. It was, it was nice getting to, getting to see some family and um, just kind of do that. The, the low point for me was, um, so my big Thanksgiving tradition, dish, gift to others is um, uh, macaroni and cheese. My mom has always, yeah, my mom has always made a just banging mac and cheese vegetable of the South. Loved it. Yeah. Loved it to death growing up. Always like just, it was a staple. It was the best thing. Could not, could not divorce myself from it. Um, Mm -hmm. As I got Mm -hmm. older, like really adapted that recipe and took it on and kind of made it a staple in my own home. And, um, but it's, you know, macaroni and cheese, like as simple as it can be, it can be kind of temperamental. And so mm-hmm. um, we baked it in a different pan um, and mm-hmm. it didn't really, it didn't really, um, it was a little undercooked. Not, I mean, I wasn't as big a fan of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and also used some fancy cheeses. We used a, used a nice smoked Gouda. It was uh, Gouda? supposed to be good. Yeah, it was supposed to be good, but uh, my daughter took one bite of it and uh, immediately almost vomited on the spot. Was like, Bleh. and it. I mean, if a two-year-old crushed, doesn't like mac and cheese, I hate to say it. Something has gone wrong. <laughs> it crushed something very deep in me, and um, yeah, I think it. I I honestly think it uh, damn near ruined the weekend for me um but you know i'll get over it yeah hey you uh, have your redemption arc coming up here in a couple weeks because here's my question for you this week chris what is the Mm -hmm. difference between thanksgiving dinner and christmas dinner at my mom's house literally nothing exactly Um, (laughs) a little bit less turkey a little bit less turkey and a little bit more ham at Christmas. Yeah. And that's that's yeah. about it. So up until not too long ago, a few years, we didn't have, it was only turkey at Thanksgiving. Um, we recently started having ham um, because my sister-in-law, um, some of her family prefer ham. Um, so we started serving that just as kind of an alternative. Um, so obviously that makes it into the Christmas rotation, which is more mm-hmm. of a traditional kind of yeah. Christmas thing. But for the longest time growing up, I mean, Christmas and Thanksgiving were identical. I think exactly. it's it's different with my wife's family because we typically do more of a like Christmas brunch. We do less ah. of an actual dinner. Um, mm-hmm. So it is kind of just a different meal. Um, but yeah, for my mom's, it'll be my second the second coming it'll be that opportunity to to come back with a vengeance i got you i got you well yeah yeah good luck but yeah 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 but before we get too deep in on i mean not before before let's <laughs> as let's we get into as we get too deep in on thanksgiving conversations um uh-huh. Corey, yeah. we also we also played some games and that's what yes. the people are here for is uh mm-hmm. to hear about some games um Corey, we i mean we have a we have quite the quite the list to talk about today we got I think we tales of arise yeah we got we got some Tales of Arise. I finished it. You started it. We oh, got I started it. 
<laughs> we got Life is Strange, True Colors. We got Death mm-hmm. Store. We got Writer's Republic. We got a little bit of just some other stuff kind of smattered in there. So let's get going, Corey. Let's uh, let's talk about let's talk about Tales of Arise. So let, let me let's hit it. Yeah, I'm gonna let me kind of give some cleanup points because I want to hear um, I want to hear your fresh opinions going into Tales of Arise from right. the start. So um, I finished it after we recorded not not too long after it was I, w- I was getting close to the end um and most of my points then i think kind of just continued to hold true until the end it was um i don't there the weakest part for tales of arise is i think it's world largely like mm-hmm. it's not bad by any sense but i think like you know getting through the core conflict I wasn't too, too interested in the whole like Renan, Danon, like that whole thing. It was interesting, yeah. like as a concept, like this kind of subservient, um, mm-hmm. just entire race of people under another like planet of people. Um, but by and large, like it seemed a little just a little bit more constrained, a little safer than some of the world building and lore of like other tales games. Um, but you know, by and large, like that was the only, that was the only point that looking at it, finishing the game up that I was like, okay, you know, it, it wasn't as expansive. That's fine. Because the, I mean, realistically, like the, the gameplay slaps from start to finish. Um, music's great. The, like the, Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. the upgraded visuals and the, you know, just everything about playing the tales game felt refined and better in a way that like I wanted tales to be years ago, you know, whenever it hit the PS4, I wanted it to start kind of making some of those incremental upgrades and it took until tales of arise to really kind of beef it up, but it, it did like combat feels great. Music feels great. Like it's, is it the, the meatiest, like loriest JRPG I've ever played? No, but it also doesn't have to be because it feels really good to play and I like it a lot for it. Um, and that continued right until the end. Still felt good. No complaints about the ending. Um, even, I mean, even as kind of an aside, not to, not to give any spoilers about it, but like, you know, I think the game continues kind of from start to finish to throw new wrinkles in the combat at you. Like it is this thing where it's like, okay, at the beginning you're you're getting used to your rhythm and then it gives you new characters. And then as you're mm-hmm. kind of adjusting to having new characters in your party, you can do this like super attack and you know, this like these layers start coming on. And even later in the game, you know, there's this point where I had kind of like settled into a groove and I had known like, okay, this is my rhythm. This is, you know, this is my rotation of skills and abilities and things that I'm going to use. And then the game changes for a little while. And all of a sudden, like my, the way that I was fighting, I, couldn't 
do that mm. anymore. All of a sudden, like I had to literally go into fights and think differently because I couldn't rely on an aspect of the like combat that I was for the longest time. Um, and it was a thing that like afterward, I felt like the combat was even though like even though that kind of uh, what's the word for it, Corey, even though it kind of like. It, um, it relieve it re, it re, uh i don't know even though what even the thing even though even though the thing you get? It, that's taken <laughs> <laughs> that's taken away from you is kind of restored i think that's the word that i was looking for like restored to you at some point it the way that you're approaching combat has changed you know okay. and it is this thing where like you know i mean how many hours did I play? Probably 40-ish. Like, yep. I felt like in most of those 40 hours, I was learning new things. I was approaching combat differently. Um, you know, and that's that's not something you often see. A lot of times games like that will throw everything at you right from the start, and then you're just running through the same, like, motions and cycles for the next four dozen hours. Um, so. You know, it felt, the combat felt fresh five hours in. It felt fresh mm-hmm. 30 hours in. Um, and I really, really appreciated that about it. Um, Corey, how are you liking it so far? How's uh, uh, how's Tales hitting you? I'm loving it so far. And okay. so as we were entering into December, um, I was back on my Yakuza hype train. And I will be back mm-hmm. on it again very shortly at I think maybe not. I don't know because I am really digging tales, but I wanted to dip into a couple of games just to get my feet wet, just so I could have a little bit of a opinion when we have our go deep discussion here in probably like two weeks, three weeks. Yep. Um, so I knew tales was one I had to hit just because of your praise, universal praise I've seen so far. I am really, really digging. I mean, everything you just said, I agree with. I am currently in the second area. Of tales, okay. Uh, so I'm in the frost, snowy, forever yep. night area, yep. and kind of yep. jumping on a little bit what you were saying. The world itself, the, each area so far, like I said, I've only been to two, but it feels very one dimensional. Very, this is what the flavor you're going to get in this whole area, and it's not going to change too much. Um, the story will continue to progress while we're here, and some new things will be added in. Like I've just gotten my third party member. Yep. Um, that's a new dynamic now when it comes to combat, which I enjoy, like you said, a lot. I'm still trying to find my rhythm to it. Um, I feel like I'm like an area away or like a new skill away from the combat being able to really flow. It feels a mm-hmm. little choppy yep. here at the moment. But um, overall, right now, I mean, it is a good GRPG. It gives me big big dragon quest vibes it scratches Mm -hmm. that itch a lot the art style is very similar and i mean i think it's a good b plus a minus jrpg you know it's not it's not the persona 5 or dragon quest 11 yeah um, yeah. or final fantasy but it's very good it's a lot of fun i enjoy the characters i enjoy the little uh, you can hit r1 and it gives you just like this little like quick dialogue cutscenes that reminds yep. me yep. 
kind of a lot of um, a lot of quick Kingdom Hearts cutscenes that would show up throughout mm-hmm. those games. It's just like, oh, you're here. Here's a quick little like two minute thing, and then like you're back going again. And yeah. I I really dig it. It gives a little bit more character context, gives a little bit more character motivation and backstory, and just their internal thoughts being expressed. Um, and yeah, it's fun. It's a gem. Um, it definitely has lived up to the hype so far. And I, it might be a thing where like, I might just ride this out. Um, I will take a pause to jump into probably guardians of the galaxy death mm-hmm. door, um, that you yep. talked about and probably solar ash before the year's out. But yep. all those will probably be smaller little toes in the water compared to what mm-hmm. tails is right now, because it is good. And it is very much up my alley. And I, yeah, I love it a lot. It's really good. Um, Definitely not, like I said, on the highest end of my JRPG spectrum, but it is, it's getting there. Yeah. And and I mean, that's the thing is like Tales does, I mean, you mentioned Dragon Quest. Tales has a pedigree that is similar to Dragon Mm -hmm. Quest, not to the same like intensity, but it's been around a long time. It's very highly revered and, you know, has like a set group of fans who just adore it. Mm -hmm. Um, The problem, I mean, my, my problem with Tales games and what's kind of like sent me, you know, kept me from like really digging in to them over the last few years has, you know, like I mentioned, just unlike how Dragon Quest Eleven you know, a couple of years ago, just really full on just went like had this huge upgrade, had this huge Mm -hmm. moment where it just took off and, you know, became this next gen kind of gem, you know, up until tales of Arise, they hadn't really had that moment. They had to had opportunities. They had, you know, uh, released multiple games that, you know, had existed in a generation where they could have made some of those changes. I would imagine, I don't know, but, I would imagine they could have made some of those changes and they didn't. And it was a game where it was like, okay, here's the, the pedigrees here. The history is here. It's just, you know, production values what you're coming to expect. Like it's just not, you know, and, and that, that's, that has been, I think the big thing with tales of rise doesn't have to have the best graphics in the world. Doesn't have to have the best voice actors, but it, it, you know, I appreciate the fact that it's, taking a step forward that is kind of, you know, allowing itself to modernize and, um, you know, be something that can continue on into this generation. Cause you know, I would love to, I would imagine, um, whatever they make next, whatever tales game comes after, you know, whenever they're not having to pour as much time into, um, upgrading the graphics and the systems and all that kind of stuff, they'll be able to focus more on like, okay, we're going to build like a really robust lore filled world. Yeah. It's going to be very interesting. And like, you know, whatever comes after could be really astounding in a huge mm-hmm. way. Tales of Arise is great, but I think, you know, more than anything, it's kind of laying the foundation for what the Tales games that come out over the next decade, which I'm excited about. Yeah. And um, it, it feels to tie back a little to the games I just mentioned before, but like you said, this is the game that's very much brought it, the series into the forefront of people's opinions Mm -hmm. and minds. Like it's finally made, not made the leap, but brought itself to the point where everyone 
knows the next one is the leap. Right. If that makes sense. But I'm looking yep. at it yep. compared to Dragon Quest Eleven and Persona 5, like I said before, two just juggernauts of JRPGs, right. with Persona yep. 5 being, you know, the, the crowning jewel of it. But yeah. now everyone's like, okay, what's Persona 6 going to be? There's a lot of anticipation for whenever that may come. But more close on the horizon is a Dragon Quest 12, which also a lot of people are very excited for coming off of yep. the how good 11 was. And to yep. kind of go with you said, now Tales has done it with a rise. Everyone's looking to see what's next. And it's a very fun time if you're a JRPG fan because you these are heavy hitters that are coming thick and fast yep. that should lead to even better games. Like yep. it's tough to top what's been done, but now all the foundations there, you've seen what people love. You've seen what people enjoy, what people don't like. And now you can go take that and try to flex what's there and try to make something more original, more unique based on what the foundation of what you have laid. So I'm very excited. Right. And yep. so yep. this is my first Tales game. I might go dip in um, to one of the backlog games. Um, I think Symphonia's I hear as a big one should go back and play, but um, maybe sometime yeah. next year I'll take a look back into the series. Um, Symphonia is a good one to go with. Um, probably, I mean, honestly, probably the easiest ones to get your hands on and also ones that are, I mean, in their own right, very good. Um, Vesperia mm-hmm. is has a has a remastered version um, that you can play on Switch on PS4. Yeah, I've seen, yeah I've um, gone. Mm-hmm. and is pretty. I mean, I've I never finished Vesperia, but I played a lot of it. Um, is very good. A lot of people kind of consider it one of the best. Um, and then uh, Tales of Bazaria. Mm-hmm. Um, which was the newest one prior to Tales of Arise. Um, right. I think you get it. I could be wrong, but I think you can get it free on the PlayStation. If you're like a PlayStation Plus subscriber, you know, um, how no, it's PlayStation like 10 has, bucks, I think. Okay. Okay. It's, I, you know how they have some of those games that yeah. like, you get like days gone and God of yeah. war. Like you get, yeah, it's, for, it's not free. one of those. Um, but it's like $10 on the store. I saw it earlier. Okay. Yeah. Um, those are probably the easiest to come across. Um, and also, I mean, ones that are probably pretty, you know, pretty good indicators of, Mm -hmm. um, you know, what, what your opinion may be on some of the other games. Um, yeah, I, I played tales of exilia, um, a few years back. I actually really like that. I know it's kind of, I think it's like a middle, I think people kind of see it as kind of like a middle range entry, not too bad, not too good. Um, but I thought it was really interesting. The world was really interesting and it actually also had two like, um, divergent protagonists. Like you could play as either, um, this one guy or this one girl. And the one that you didn't play as was in your party. No, they they were in your party, but they oh. there were points in the game where they did kind of separate and they're like you don't know really the adventure that the other one's going on until you kind of come back together. And so if you were to play the other other, the other campaign, mm-hmm. you're following along with them instead. Um Interesting. so yeah, I liked it. Um but 
any any anything else about Tales of Arise? Anything anything glaring? You're are you enjoying uh enjoying Alfin? Old Iron Mask. He's uh, yeah. He he's a cool. He's a your typical lead for a lot of these yep. games. You kind of just project um a lot of your own thoughts and um opinions of the world onto him. But uh, he has some personality. You know, he's very he nice involved in the Renan and Danon affair, which is compelling, um, I think, so far. Yeah. It's a unique and very um, bold subject to attempt to tackle, I think, in this style of game. Um, yeah, yeah. But overall, yeah, yeah, I like it. I think my biggest complaint, which is funny, it goes to combat, but outside of Alphen, okay. if you switch to one of the other characters... I feel like it is like just poorly made, like the aiming and difficult, like aiming and switching to different enemies is a pain if you are not alpha to try to target. Yeah. And I can, I can speak to it incredibly well. Um, you know, tales, other tales games, you had the option to switch. And I seem to remember in, in Exilia specifically switching, actually a fair bit like not not on not like i played as the main character most of the time but i remember actually playing as some of the other characters here and there um i i mean i agree like i feel like i i'm not the best again i'm not the best person to speak to it i don't have a ton of experience but i feel like tales of arise is a little bit worse on that end like it mm, it does kind it of feels put it in so the background far. um i mean there were times like you you do have to take a few moments, like once the combat starts fleshing out to um, equip skills on some mm-hmm. of the other characters yeah. so that you can actually, you know, in the same way that you would Alfin. Um, and it helps, but there specifically there are a couple of characters that you'll get in the party later that um, do play a little bit more similarly to Alfin. At least, like, okay. they function in different roles in the party, but... Um, you know, they were the ones that I kind of went to more often if like Alfin was dead and I was trying to save Mm -hmm. like some healing supplies or whatever. Like, um, so that may kind of come around, like you, you may feel a little bit better about it. Um, once you get a little further along, but I, I mean, I agree. I don't think it was like the best part of it. I, I was Alfin, you know, 999 times out of a thousand like yeah i mean i stick with him outside of elemental damage i i tried to do at the moment and i'm like all right i'm gonna switch over pop this off switch back immediately essentially but yeah yeah, no that's it that's uh tales of arise for me i'm sure i'll have more thoughts on it um as probably next week honestly and as we move in towards year-end discussion but um yeah um i want to hear more on I, I I just want to hear on Death's Door from you okay. specifically, but uh, <laughs> I'll I'll leave the the doors open. I'll let you tackle either um, Life is Strange True Colors first or Death's Door. But um, the floor is yours. Yeah. Um. So I mentioned this before we got started, but in between us recording, I rolled credits on three games: finished Tales of Arrive, started and finished Life is Strange True Colors. And started and finished Death Store, which released on uh, PS4, I think, maybe Switch, um, after having been out on um, Game Pass, Xbox, Xbox and mm-hmm. everything for um, a few months. Um, 
Yeah, I'll um I can talk about Death Store. Actually, um very fresh on my mind having um just started and just finished it. Um initial thoughts on Death Store, it is very like I think my initial initial thoughts were a little bit underwhelmed. Okay. Um partially I think just from expectations like right you know there there were a lot of um people whenever death store initially came out that were like this is amazing this is this right, is game right. of the year this is this is it like this is the best thing um and whenever i started playing it like it was it was a game like it was a you know isometric uh action game like it you know it, it the graphics were cute and fine but nothing incredible um, the combat was functional, but nothing incredible. Like, you know, it wasn't this thing mm-hmm. that I was just like, I see immediately it hits me. Um, but comparing kind of, you know, having a little bit of a comparison to Tales of Arise, like, I feel like, you know, the game Tales of Arise, I played for 40 hours. Death's Door, I rolled credits after eight to nine ish. <sighs> yeah. And. I feel like I have a much better grasp of the world, of the characters, mm-hmm. of the conflict in Death's Door than I did in Tales of Arise. Um, not that Tales of Arise doesn't mm-hmm. give you ample opportunity to learn those things. It's just, I think Death's Door, you know, it's a, it is a credit to the type of environmental storytelling, the type of just traditional storytelling, the music, the atmosphere, all of those things kind of melded together, I think created a full picture of like, this is a very interesting world. Right. For anybody that doesn't know, like Death Store, you are playing essentially kind of like a corporate reaper of a sort. Like <laughs> you were, you work for a corporation essentially that's kind of like outsourced to reap souls and kind of fund them into this vault. Um, and you're the majority of you are crows. Like you're just, you are anthropomorphic crows running around on your feet and (laughs) slashing with swords. And, you know, um, it, you know, and, and that's what it is. It's like right at the beginning of the game, you, lose out on a contract that you were supposed to get. You're still responsible for the contract and you have to essentially help the character who contributed to you losing out on it so that you both can kind of get what you need. Right. You need to finish your contract. They need something. So you're helping them get there. And that's kind of the core Mm -hmm crux of the game is like you are exploring these worlds to kind of you know to beat these grand souls a la like a zelda where you're going into a dungeon and beating this boss and whatever and it's you know it's very it's very simple in that way um but has you know one of the things that i really appreciate as a person who's into storytelling and just you know stories in general is like it has a very I don't know the the lore and the makeup and the way that everything's structured feels very unique. It feels very interesting. Like I wanted to wanted to learn more about this world. I wanted to learn more about you know this corporation that's doing these things. I wanted to learn more about this like this witch over in this estate who lives over here and is luring 
people into her manor. I wanted to learn about this king that had taken over the swamp. And like, I wanted to learn these things. I wanted to kind of be immersed in this world. And on top of that, the music helped tremendously. I went through and have loved quite nearly every single track. Um, it has been just like it, it in it. And it's funny because it sounds like there were times where I would listen to it and I would be like, this kind of sounds like some dude just recorded it into a microphone, like just picked up a guitar, (laughs) played a guitar, recorded into a microphone. Like there were times where it was like, it didn't, it didn't sound as refined as it could or didn't sound as whatever, but it was like, I don't know, like the compositions were wistful and like evocative and they like, they felt appropriate and they felt it was, it was so evocative. It was so just, (laughs) it was just gets the people (laughs) going. Yeah. I, I'm saying a lot of things, but the core of it is that like at the start, I didn't quite get what was great about death store now having rolled credits i do like i feel okay. very strongly that death store is a very good indie game um it's not like it's not revolutionary it's not like you know it's not in the same way that i don't know maybe like hades for instance like hades <sighs> was revolutionary in the fact that yes. like it did something that other people had been doing but did it differently in a way that couldn't be done. Like death store doesn't tell a story in a way that Zelda or something like that hasn't in the past. You know, it's not a, it's not subverting a genre. It's not doing stuff terribly differently, but it does it. I think it creates such an interesting world and creates such an interesting and like just theme and mood to be a part of that. It was like, I legitimately like I finished the game and there was, some other stuff kind of to do. And I was like, I know that there's other stuff that I could be playing or want to dig into, but I want to just stay here. I just want to keep playing this. I want to keep going. I want to see what else is going on. Um, And that's, you know, for me, that feels like high praise because sometimes like I'll even games that I really like, I feel like I just set down like credits roll set down. I'm gone. And so for a game to really like hook me in and make me want to stick around like that, you know, that's, that's saying something. There you go. Now I have to play this because of course I do. Um, yeah. But no, you have solidified. I mean, my interest is solidified. You've just more given me more excitement to play now. Um, hearing It's that, very but. much worth playing and having, you know, we had discussions a number of episodes back, you were really in on um, Hyperlight Drifter. You know, oh, so good. It's it has those same. I mean, I have not played Hyperlight Drifter, but it's the same. You type should of, of thing. Yeah, I should. Yeah. And but it's it's very much kind of the same type of thing. A lot of environmental storytelling, similar type of combat, similar type of mm-hmm. just style. Um, obviously, different environment, different you know whatever. But it's it's that sort of experience. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, you having liked Hyperlight Drifter, you'll like Death Store, I think. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Good to yeah. know. It, I mean, it's on my list for this year. <clears throat> um, I'll probably dip in. 
next week on it okay. is my guess. So um, uh, I'll probably have a week where it's just like, all right, Monday we play Death's Door for like three hours. Tuesday <laughs> we play Guardians of the Galaxy for like three hours. Wednesday we play Solar and so on and so forth. Yeah, we're getting to that uh, time of year. You just kind of have to. You either. Well, then I have to go back and revisit Death Loop. Um, I have to go and check out with, I don't want to spoil other things, but I need to go check out Kana Bridge of Spirits again. And like three other games I have on the mind. That way I can really nail down what I think. Yeah. But also just have a comprehensive list on kind of where I rank things. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, yeah. I'm I'm trying to play cleanup right now, which is why I'm rushing through things at a breakneck pace. Um, Nothing wrong with that. But uh, Nothing wrong yeah, with that. Um, which the other the other game in that yes. path that I mowed down, um, Life is Strange: True Colors, um, was not on my radar at all um, as a game that I really had much interest in playing until it released and people loved it and. Um, then it became a game that I wanted to play. Um, I, for background, I played the original Life is Strange, and that Same. is it. Um, yep. There is a prequel called Before the Storm. There yep. is a Life is Strange 2. There is a, like, yes, it's yep. the brothers traveling. Um, mm-hmm. There is a kind of, like, small vignette story that, kind yeah. of proceeds to called adventures of captain spirit. Um, mm-hmm. and then there's life is strange, true colors. Um, the life is strange games kind of, I mean, they, they share a vibe in that they're usually small town indie, yep. like mm-hmm. good soundtrack, like, you know, but it's in the same type of game, they're narrative, yep. like adventure walking sim type, things but it's not you know there's there's barely any through line there's nothing really connecting them other than maybe like a throwback where it's like hey you remember this character from this they're on this shirt and uh you you remember that don't you um it's that kind of stuff um gotcha but so not to i don't want to spoil either true colors or the original life is strange for anybody um I will I will say before I dig in on true colors uh the plan is I I do have some pretty comprehensive thoughts the plan is oh, that we yes. will have a you know, we'll have a spoiler cast episode for true colors um hopefully uh in the next week or so um yeah, the goal and is late next week yeah in that if you have um if you've played the game you want to hear our comprehensive thoughts um well my comprehensive thoughts um Corey's just vibing Corey just there and present um i have questions (laughs) then um feel free join in but this will be largely kind of uh non-spoiler um the general overview big picture uh 10,000 foot view. Um, I liked it a lot. Um, I, one of basically my biggest takeaway was the fact that the original life is strange really kind of, um, it's entire story kind of plot revolved around almost kind of this apocalyptic scenario. Yeah. Um, it was very like, it was very high stakes 
and it was stakes that kind of existed outside of the cast of characters in a way without like giving too much away. Like it was something that like they were responding to in a way it was an outside threat that was being responded to. Um, True colors very much is a more personal game. Like it feels very, I think there were, there were times where I really understood um, some of the complaints that some people had had about it, where like it, it felt slow or low stakes or, you know, uninteresting in spots. And the reality is like there, there are big things that happen, but when you compare it to the apocalyptic nature of the first game, then yeah, I mean the stuff, stuff doesn't, feel like it really happens. Um, But the thing that, so the big kind of um, crux of the original Life is Strange was, you know, uh, Max, the main character, she had um, time travel powers. And so that played into the way that you approached situations. Like she was... decisions. Right. Um, She would make decisions and she would kind of approach situations knowing or you know, not knowing if she could rewind or if she could, you know, whatever, like that played into the central narrative. Mm -hmm. Um, Alex Chen, who is the main character of true colors, she has a power of empathy, um, which kind of Mm -hmm. plays into like being able to, when people feel things very strongly, being able to tap into that and at its like lowest end, be able to understand what they're feeling and what they're thinking and at its highest end, actually, like, feel that herself. Like, see right. through their eyes. Um, mm. If they're scared, like, see the world through their eyes. Like, she is afraid of the same thing. Right. Um, and it plays into much more personal scenarios where you're seeing, like I said, you're seeing somebody who's terrified. And you're seeing the thing that they're terrified of. You're seeing somebody who's like angry and you're seeing the world as this like molten crumbling mess that they're seeing it as you're seeing the hate and you're seeing like, you're not just like the game isn't just telling you, Oh, they're, they're mad. They're like, here are their hidden thoughts. They're, they're mad. You just can't see it. Like you're, it's playing out. You're seeing it in a very real way. And it, it takes a much more grounded, personal tone to it. Like um, the stakes are significantly lower, but the, I felt very connected and very interested in the story at play because I felt very invested in not just the characters, but also this kind of journey that Alex was having in having these sort of like complicated empathetic connections to these townspeople like these connections like very intimate connections with people and knowing like how they were feeling and how and choosing how to approach those situations um you know was a very powerful thing and honestly i mean you know i'll kind of dig into this more whenever we have our spoiler episode but like i got to the end of the game and i felt legitimately disappointed well i felt in a gameplay sense that I was legitimately or should be legitimately disappointed with some of my decisions. 
Um, like the game in how it played out told me essentially like you kind of got a bad ending. You kind of should have done some things differently and this would have turned out better. But from a personal sense, from a human perspective, like I looked at it and was like, no, I I feel, I feel okay about some of my decisions. (laughs) I I I think I did the right thing. Yeah, not in all the cases, but I mean, it was a thing where like, I th- it was kind of a testament to the experience where I was like, okay, like it was the game for me to play the game, quote unquote, there's, there's probably a right and a wrong. But in the moment, in these situations, it was a thing where it was like, I legitimately saw myself in the shoes of, okay, I'm, I'm a person talking to this person and I legitimately have no idea. Like if this person were my best friend, I have no idea if either one of these choices would send them over the edge, would irreparably, you know, ruin our friendship, would ruin their life, like things like that. And it felt very, it didn't feel like this choice is going to end the world, but it felt very much like, this could choice their could, world. could in their world could, you know, completely disrupt the life of another individual. And I felt very affected by it. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, I think, I think true colors is, I think I, I could see plenty of people not loving it. Um, I think that there are things that the original life is strange, like, some of the stakes I think are very interesting. I think some of the like um, gameplay scenarios that the like the time travel stuff gets into, I think it's yeah. really interesting. I think I think there's a lot of good stuff about the original. Um, and I could see somebody coming in. Yeah, I could see somebody coming into the first or coming into True Colors and being a little bit disappointed by it. But um, I think whenever you take it as it is and you look at it more as like a not this grand heroic story but as a much more personal journey i think it's very very good at telling a very very just good simple smallish kind of story um that affects a small number of lives but affects them very 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 strongly so well nice i'm very excited to hear your full full thoughts um, in a couple of days and who knows, I might give it a go. Um, probably won't be, uh, this year I hadn't played any of the other life is strange games outside. The first one really dug it. Yep. Um, but just not at the forefront for me right now, but again, pumped to hear what you have to say and who knows? Yeah. We might do a second one of these or one of those in like March and being like, Hey, I've played it. I have thoughts now. I had the whole game spoiler spoiled for me. Then I played it. Here are my thoughts. But Corey, tell me about what you've been playing, sir. I want to hear all about um, some of the other stuff. Okay. Um, Not Tales of Arise, but tell me, tell me about the other things we haven't heard about today. So I'm still on my uh, brilliant diamond run. I am on the sixth gym now. I'm over on Iron Island. Um, oh my god! Yeah, still loving it, still digging it. It is a constant hit of nostalgia every time I turn it on, and yeah, I am really, really digging it. 
Um, it's a lot of fun. Um, I'll have more thoughts on it when I fully finish, but yeah, I love it. Good, good Pokemon game. And then, yeah, I've been, um, I've been tempted to pick it up. There's so much stuff I want to play and I have so many good games I just, out right now. Yeah. Um, I probably will end up picking it up in a month or two. Um, not before end of the year, but it'll, I mean, I'm, I'm very much looking forward to it and I've just kind of resigned to waiting, that, you know, I can, I can play Pokemon. It's, I can play Pokemon there whenever it'll still yeah. be there. Like it's, and, uh, that's kind of been where I, where I am. And, uh, understandable. I'm, understandable. I'm very envious. Like I, I could, I could do for the joy of a good Pokemon, but you know, I've, I've been playing it I'll, like uh, 30 minutes before I go to bed each night. Um, okay. haven't passed a couple nights, but about 30 minutes, just, you know, sit in my bed, dog in my lap. And I'm just, all right, gym leader, you're about to get it. And, um, <laughs> I've been, I want a Militoc bad. So that means you have to catch a feed yeah. bass, yeah. which is next yeah. to impossible in this game. So listeners, if any of you have been playing Pokemon and you have a free feed bass that you are willing to trade. Um, hit us up. Uh, I'll send you. Hit us a, up. Hit, hit me up. I hit, will send you a Starly. Text him and, directly. Uh, call no, him. Just Twitter DM me, and I will send you a Starly, and we'll call it even. Uh, all your yeah, hard yeah, work. Look at you. And you'll get nothing but praise from me. Um, but outside of uh, Brilliant Diamond, I've also booted up Writers Republic. Um, on PlayStation, oh, yes. I've heard some good things on it and it was a really good deal. And I was like, you know what? Even with all these other games that, you know, I actually want to play more than this game, I'm going to toss it on just to see what this is about. And it yep. is a wacky, fun time. Essentially, <laughs> um, Ubisoft has gone and recreated, I think it was like six or seven national parks in the U.S. Um, Zion, okay. Bryson Canyon. Uh, Yosemite, if I'm not mistaken, um, Mammoth, and uh, what's the other one? Oh, well, it escapes me. Regardless, um, you can essentially, in the free roam, um, bike, ski, snowboard, um, parachute, paraglide, or jetpack your way across this entire map. Uh, kind of at will, you can change between any of these. Doesn't mean it's always going to work. You can't snow ski on dirt. Um, but or this, can you? No, you can't. Yeah, um, it doesn't go well. <laughs> or can I mean, you? You kind of can, but you're just going to be like, all right, mash circle to reset. Five, six, third, mash circle to reset. <laughs> um, but it's essentially you just um, kind of going around, and it has pretty good physics for the game. And um, it's just a very good open world, just kind of doing silly tricks, um, navigating your way around trails. Um, and it's fun. And I booted up the story, played the story for about two hours, three hours now. Um, and it is bonkers it is i'm sure people who actually do this they've turned this game on they're like we do not talk like this like, 
Hey, bro, I see you've been out there uh, shredding up the 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 tracks. Uh, what can I get for you? You want the mushroom sloppy top burger with uh, the extra crispy fries that have been shredded as well? Mm. Just like I'm like, this is too much for me. Um, that was the that was the it's thing comical. That I heard. Yeah, that was the thing that I think because I also picked up Riders Republic. I have not played it yet. But it was, there was a surprising amount of, like, praise kind of heaped on it for how fun it was. But yeah, that was the low spot across the board, just universally. It was like, this dialogue sucks It's bad. It's It's bad. It's it's the worst you've ever heard. Um, It's just like these people... Not these people, but the people who participate in this hobby do not speak like there's no, this is the biggest 80s cliche Disney movie on cocaine, like dialogue stuff. Yeah. Um, Which is a, it's a low point of racing games in general. Yes. Is that because I mean, even like sometimes they don't have it, but I remember the like, the more, not the most recent, but the need for speed, just right. like a 2016 reboot. Yeah. I think they had a story like you were, you were some like faceless guy. Yeah. I, I don't know. I can't even remember the story. It was, but I mean, it was that thing. Like they were really earnestly trying to go into it where it was like, you had this crew and you're really yep. coming into it. But like, I don't, I legitimately am not sure that I know of a racing game that has a story that is, you know, clears Good. the very low bar. Even hits average. Of being acceptable. Yeah. Right. Like it's, they, it's Not very here. much like, right. It's very much you, if you could skip the cutscene, you will. Oh, get uh, yeah. The hell no. out of here. I watched yeah. the first one. I'm like, no, we're done with that. Um, yeah. But outside of that, the actual, because you have to go and you do the races to start out. It's fun. They're good. Um, it teaches you the ropes very well. In my opinion, it's really good tutorial, like set up a good, like we're going to walk you through how to do everything. And then there's different accessibility settings from there to where you can kind of choose how you want to do it, you can do like an auto landing where you're going to do your trick, but no matter what, you're kind of going to be able to land. Or you can set it up manually, to which lets you do more tricks and be a little bit more clever with them, but you're going to wipe out if you mess it up. Um, right. I have it set on auto because, um, like I said, I'm early on. But overall, it's good. It's a lot of fun. Uh, I like it. I'm on yeah. bikes and Sounds snow good. skiing so far, and the races are pretty competitive um haven't gone online yet you race against previous players like ghost um okay and i'm doing really well actually a lot of first place top three i'm podium finishes for mr thrasher here okay look at you um shredding it up you know just um you know, crushing those dirt waves out there, man. Just gnarly. Um, just, uh, just dicking it hard. <laughs> uh, I think my dog heard you. He's upset. He's like, why would you say that? <laughs> uh, but no, regardless. Um, <laughs> dicking it hard. Um, it's good. It's fun. We should play. 
we should. I'm, I'm looking forward to, to playing it. We can, free, we can free roam at the same time. And so it's just oh, be really? like. I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh, so when you're in the free roam, it's everyone's there. And when you're um, where you can cut it off to where it's just you or when you're in the story, it's you pull up the map and it's thousands of little like white dots of people just running around doing okay. It's like an MMO almost. Oh, um, wow. But uh, yeah, it's good. It's fun. It's one of those games where I'm like, I, this might just be something I toss on before I go to work in the morning and play for like 30 minutes at a time. Just have some fun. Nice. Um, it, it's good fun. Um, good deal. Skip the cutscenes if you start playing it. Or if you, <laughs> if you do enjoy the cutscenes, um, seek medical help. Um, yeah, they'll, but they'll make contact you your position. Um, yeah. but yeah, that's kind of what I've been playing. Um, Solar Ash came out today or yesterday, and I, I am that, yes. itching to play it. It has some pretty solid reviews, and like we said earlier, coming off of Hyperlife Hyperlight Drifter earlier this year, I'm really excited to see what um, this game's all about. But yeah. the, we'll we'll Are see. Are you planning on? Are you planning on playing Solar Ash before the end of the year? I would really like to. It's, <clears throat> it's ahead of my. Okay. It's ahead of Death Door on my list. Um, oh really? Okay. Just be, come, like I said, coming off of that uh, Drifter, um, like hype train. Like I was thinking about it earlier today. Like that's a game I want to replay, even though I just beat it like in July. Um, yeah. So. Yeah, um, but we'll see where I'm at next week on those. We'll see where I'm at with Tales. Like I said, I am loving it. I'm not in the second area. I know there's five areas and maybe a mm-hmm. little bit more afterwards, so I'm nowhere near close to finishing Tales. Um, so okay. I might wrap up the second area um, here the next day or so. I don't really know how long it is. Um, all on the way to the main city there. Um, yeah. I'm fighting the giant wolf in the forest and he's giving me some trouble. So I'm grinding a little bit right now. It's Which, not, it's not too long. I would recommend, I mean, bef- I, I agree. I mean, it's a, it's a lot of game to try and like squeeze in at the end of the year. Um, but I would recommend like definitely finishing up the second area, potentially kind of like doing a fair bit of the third because i feel like i feel like after the third area you um things do kind of like you get it well i feel like a lot of the a lot of the combat structure and things is kind of like exponentially climbing on the way through chapter three and then once you hit the end of chapter three then things kind of level off. Like okay. you you get a clearer picture of what you what you're capable of in combat. Gotcha. Okay. Toward the end of chapter three. And so I think it may like at least making it that far into it will get you somewhat of a clearer picture of like, okay, I I I have a good feel for what this game is doing okay. and is capable of. And like that may give you kind of a clearer picture. If you're trying to get a good rounded picture of tales, I think at least making it through the third area would do that for you. Okay, so. good to know. I will yeah, keep that yeah. in mind as I work through it. So, but you know, weekends coming up, and I plan to get through a lot of it. So we'll see. We'll see. And I'll yeah, let you. Good deal. I mean, we're recording the bonus here in a couple of days, and um, I might give a little bit 
more insight to where I'm at with stuff towards the end of that, but it will be primarily focused on Life is Strange True Colors. Good deal. Well, everybody, we this this has been we 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 needed to do a recap, and that's what it was, and that's what this mm-hmm. episode was. Um, we this is an episode, but it's not. It is an episode. It's it's yeah, our we, it's our podcast becoming an adult episode. Yeah, it's episode the number eighteen. Yes, not to be confused we, with the incredible One Direction song eighteen, which is an incredible song. Do they have a song called eighteen, Corey? They do. It's on their album four, which is arguably their best album. Four eighteen? No, no, it's just twenty two. It's their you know, fourth Taylor album. Taylor Swift has a song called twenty two. They also um, have a I, song called twenty two. No, they do not have a song called twenty two. <laughs> I know Taylor Swift has a song called twenty two because it's off of Red, her masterpiece, which I have oh, listened to course. nonstop for weeks now. Oh yes, yes, yes. Um, so the next couple of weeks. We will have a slew of content for everyone. We'll have our um, spoiler cast for Life is Strange. We want to, you know, obviously we'll have a, our goatee discussions, but we, you know, we're going to have a couple of episodes in between where we're talking about some other stuff. Some of our favorite, just like maybe general stuff that we loved through the year. I mean, obviously, you know, if I leave the floodgates open, Corey, you might talk about Taylor Swift for hours on end. I don't know. I, I may have to put some limitations on this. I mean, um, but it's, uh, yeah, we're, you know, the end of the year doesn't have to just be games. We have other stuff that we want to talk about too. And, um, you know, we're going to, we have a lot of stuff. We're going to bring you Ray, but it's not the time. An hour. I have a 10 hour presentation on the entire Dune series uh, that I've been dying to share. Please keep that to yourself. Please just (laughs) (laughs) tell your wife. She's in the other room. Just, uh, no, she doesn't. She's already told me to tell you. So, (laughs) um, we might, I'll, I might give you like five minutes. Just, okay. You know, I'll take it. it. Um, but, uh, Corey, where, where can people find you on the internet? We, we can't, we can't take up too much of their time. They're, they're busy people. It's the holidays. There's a lot going on. They the are traffic's there. bad. They got to get out. All right. So, uh, you can find me in two to three specific places on Instagram at hash dot slinging dot thrasher or over on Twitter at stay thrashy. But I do encourage you to go follow our, uh, Twitter page arcade underscore cozy okay, yes gosh. sir uh <laughs> wasn't sure if you were gonna say colon <laughs> where can we find you <laughs> mr monroe <laughs> um you can find me at four point pixel on instagram at swiss Bonjo on twitter um and you can find us at arcade cozy on instagram relatively inactive but you know occasionally it's getting there occasionally you know we'll uh once we once we figure out what we're doing we'll we'll get there don't worry we'll uh just just trust trust the process, everybody. Um, but uh, Corey, I I hope that you have a wonderful week, sir. You we'll, as well, man. We'll we'll be talking again soon. Coming up, like I said, we'll um, before our next episode, you guys will likely see a Life is Strange True Colors uh, spoiler cast at the feed. Oh, um, nice. But if you're not interested in that, you know, not everybody has to be. Um, we'll have a new episode up next week, as always. And um, we'll, we'll talk about more end of the year stuff, more holiday things. Um, oh, yes. It's that time of year. We got to dig into it. It's uh, it Yes, we do. It yes, we do. But till then, yeah. everyone stay cozy. Yeah. Yeah. Love you, everybody. Yeah. Love everyone. Love you, Chris. And talk to you later. <laughs>